Hi there, I'm James Dapperty, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we're going to talk about a dispute between a plaintiff and a defendant. And what happened was the plaintiff bought a bus from the defendant, and the plaintiff and defendant got into a dispute. What the plaintiff said to the defendant was, you've engaged in misleading and deceptive conduct in relation to this bus. And they had a big dispute that came before the court and the plaintiff lost. And the only uh, area left for dispute between the two was legal costs. So the plaintiff lost the claim and there's a remaining question of who is to pay whose legal, legal costs. Now, um, what often happens in litigation is that costs follow the event, which is to say, if someone wins a piece of litigation, then the loser of the litigation will pay the legal costs or a proportion of them uh, of the winner. Now, there are two types of cost orders, speaking broadly, that we tend to talk about. We tend to talk about an ordinary costs order or a party-party cost order, and that might see the loser paying about 50, 60, 70% of the winner's legal costs. And we then hear about an indemnity or a solicitor client uh, legal as uh, uh, legal costs of the, um, that we then might say is about 85, 90, perhaps even 95% of uh, the winner's costs being paid by the loser. Now, what we have here is we have our defendant having made an offer in writing to the plaintiff once the litigation was rolling along. So the plaintiff had lodged their claim, uh, there was some evidence on, the matter had been set down for hearing, and in fact, there was only one more supplementary expert report to come after the offer was made, and that offer was for $135,000 that the defendant would pay to the plaintiff. Now, funnily enough, that was actually gonna be a full refund for the bus, notwithstanding the fact that the plaintiff had had the bus for two years, meaning that it's an offer that could be characterised as fairly generous, and that comment was indeed made in the judgment. So this offer was made, the plaintiff did not accept it, and indeed the plaintiff made a counter-offer to accept more money, as well as 85% of their legal fees. That offer was not accepted either. So what is this costs argument all about? Normally, costs follow the event, remember? And the plaintiff lost, and so the defendant says, well, costs follow the event. The event was, we won, and so the plaintiff should pay our legal costs. Now, that is not quite how things fell because the defendants went on to say, um, we want an indemnity cost order from the date we made these offers. And I say offers, plural. The offers were to accept $135,000 uh, in exchange for the proceedings being wound up. One of the offers was pursuant to a decision called Calderbank made in the mid-1970s and one of them was pursuant to the relevant court rules, the Uniform Civil Procedure Rules. And if you make an offer of both of those kinds, and we can talk about the technicalities another, another time, um, and that offer is either rejected or allowed to lapse, and that rejection or lapsing is unreasonable, then the court um, either um, may or sort of must, say for exceptional circumstances, depending on the type of offer, make an order for indemnity costs. I can just condense that down. What the court can do is if someone's rejected a good offer, they can shift the costs order that person would get from an ordinary costs order to an indemnity costs order. So the defendant is saying the offer was such that it ought to shift the costs order we get 
from ordinary to indemnity. Now, at this stage, I'm just going to need to tell you why the defendant won. The claim that the plaintiff brought was misleading and deceptive conduct. The plaintiff proved, yes, there was misleading and deceptive conduct in relation to this sale transaction, but the plaintiff did not rely on that misleading and deceptive conduct. The plaintiff had other reasons for going ahead with the purchase, and the plaintiff suffered no loss as a result of the misleading and deceptive conduct. So the plaintiff went down. What the plaintiff tried to say was that this misconduct, this breach of the Australian consumer law, this misleading and deceptive conduct by uh, silence, a misrepresentation by silence in relation to an element of the purchase of this bus, ought to be a basis for the plaintiff not to pay any legal fees. The court wasn't impressed with that. The court worked through the law relating to the offers and came to the view that it was appropriate that the defendant have its cost paid on the ordinary basis up to the date of those offers and then the indemnity basis for the balance. Good fun. I hope that assisted you and I look forward to chatting again soon over another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers.